G'day, my name's Martin Murray and you're listening to the In The Paddock podcast, where we talk all things farming. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Tech Talk, your short weekly podcast on all things technical in farming. So today's topic is on beneficial insects and it comes as a suggestion from Chloe, which reminds me, if there's something you want to hear about, let me know. Track me down on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, wherever. I'm fairly accessible. Got a few good suggestions there, including one for GM crops. I think that's going to have to be like a full half hour type episode. I just don't think I can fit that into a five to seven minute slot. So anyway, we'll crack on with today's topic, beneficial insects. So in cropping, I guess you could break down insects into three different groups. You've got your pest insects, the ones that attack your crops. Uh, They might attack the fruit. They might cause flowers to drop off. They might eat the plant. Uh, They could attack the roots. There's a whole range of things that can go on there. You've got your insects that don't really do anything. They're sort of there, but they're neither good nor bad. Then you've got your beneficial insects. These insects tend to do one of two things. They either add to the crop through pollinating flowers, like bees do in canola, almonds, or a range of other crops. Or they're a predatory insect that benefit the crop through attacking pest insects. And that's really what a beneficial insect is when you get down to it. That's generally what we're talking about. We're talking about those insects that prey upon and eat other insects that may damage the crop. So some examples of beneficial insects can include lacewings and ladybirds that attack aphids, parasitic wasps which attack things like heliothus and whitefly, and a range of other bugs including damselbugs, assassin bugs, and really tiny bugs like Californicus which attack spider mites. So depending on what crop you're growing, you may have one or all of these bugs working together to help control some of the pest insect species that you'll get in that crop. So the next question is, how do we encourage this? How do we promote this? And how do we get good insects doing most of the heavy lifting so we don't have to go in hard and waste time and money spraying every other day to try and keep on top of these bugs? Well, I guess the key is you want to both be really involved and really hands-off at the same time. Just like any good IPM strategy, you need to be in there monitoring the conditions, monitoring the insect numbers and monitoring what insects are there and then taking action as needed. So really, you want to be letting the insects do as much of the work as you can. You want to be keeping track of the amount of good insects and the amount of bad insects, and hoping that the good insects can keep on top of the bad ones. So what happens if they start to get out of balance and the bad insects start to take over? Then what you need to do is go in with a targeted spray strategy. You don't want to be throwing around chemicals that are cheap, nasty, broad stretch and just absolutely smoke everything. You want to be in there with targeted soft chemistry. Insecticides that'll just target the problem insect without hurting any of the beneficials. That is the best way to ensure that you keep that balance and let your predatory insects do most of the heavy lifting. Now, that chemistry can cost a bit more, but it certainly pays for itself in what will save you later in time, labour and further sprays. And this is something that the cotton industry does really well. When an agro is checking a cotton crop, they tend to keep a spreadsheet of what insects they're finding in the paddock, how many there are and what type they are. And they track that weekly at a minimum. Often it's twice a week just to work out what the numbers are doing, what's going where and try and be in front of the problem. Another thing that the cotton industry does really well 
which ties in with IPM and even back to that earlier just mention of GM crops is they use biotechnology. So the bulk of cotton sold in Australia now is what you call Bulgard cotton. So it is genetically modified and it carries genes in it that when Heliothus grubs chew into the plants, it makes them crook and they die. So that helps to keep pest numbers at bay and really let the beneficial insects focus on a few of those other minor pests. And this has been a cracking success story for the Australian cotton industry. They have been able to reduce their pesticide usage by over 95%. But unfortunately at the moment, this sort of biotechnology is really only available in cotton. And the only other GM products that are available in Australia are herbicide tolerance traits. So what else can you do to encourage those beneficial insects and get those bugs to do the heavy lifting for you? Well, you can make it a more friendly environment for them. I know in horticulture and viticulture, some people will plant particular plants around the edge of their rows or in a row sow between tree rows and vines. A variety of plants that are aimed to attract insects, attract bugs, and help really bring in and build up those good insects that'll take on and fight the bad bugs. And I guess the other option you've got, if you want to go for a completely organic solution, you know what your target insect is, is you can buy in beneficial insects. There are actually companies out there in Australia and presumably around the world that will sell you beneficial insects. They come in a carton, alive and well, and you just release them around the paddock. I've never done it personally, but I've looked into it and it seems like a promising technology, if you can call it that. So hopefully this shines a bit of light in the world of beneficial insects, what you can do to attract them and how you can use them to your advantage and how you make sure you keep them there in the paddock doing the hard work for you. If you've got any other topics, questions, queries, things you want to ask me about or ideas for a podcast, again, please feel free. Reach out, hit me up on TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever you can find me, I'm fairly accessible. Please remember that this advice is general in nature and always consult your own expert before acting on what you've heard here. Thanks for listening to the In The Paddock podcast. Hopefully you took something out of it that'll help you on your farming journey. Please remember to subscribe so you can stay tuned for the latest shows. Remember to like, share, rate and review to help others find us. Until next time, keep at it.